Okay, okay. Hello, it's Friday. All my self-improved junkies, get ready. We are on week four of the science of well-being by Dr. Lori Santos, the GOAT. Shabbat Shalom if you're one of my fellow Yahudim listening. If you're not, I hope your weekend is going to be fantastic. On the agenda is pretty much as much of the science of well-being as I can get through in 20 minutes. And so we might get to week five. What knowledge bombs will Dr. Lori Santos drop on us today is the question. Listen to find out. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, rate five stars. Let's get into this. All right, so before I get into it, hold on for 60 seconds. You'll never believe what I watched. Land Before Time. Anyone who was in the born in the 90s remember this movie? It was made in 88, which is shocking. And it is so depressing. I'm just telling you, if you want a good cry, turn on Land Before Time again. Also, The Terminal, I forgot how great of a movie it is, screams the 2000s. Can't go wrong with a classic 2000s movie or Tom Hanks. Okay, anyways, that is all. Let's get into week four. The rewirements for this week was to exercise 30 minutes a day and sleep over seven hours a night. That's it. Clearly, they were setting a a precedent for the episode or for the week saying, like, exercise helps with your happiness. These I didn't have to worry about because I do exercise 30 minutes a day because I'm addicted and I usually sleep more than seven hours a night. There's a saying that if they put all the excuse me, if they put all the benefits in of sleep into a pill, it'd be illegal in sports. The title of this lecture was called Rethink Awesome Stuff. The first tip was start investing in things that don't stick around to be what the hell? Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Invest in things that don't stick around because the things that stick around, you get desensitized to. A study she references was done on people rating their friends' experiences. The reason experiences are more pleasant for people and are what you should spend your money on, according to Dr. Larry Santos and this literature, is that you can't compare one vacation to another. One trip to Europe is as subjective as another trip to Europe. And that is why an experience often brings more pleasure. That comparison. And we will get to comparison. Actually, no, no. I think we already talked about it in past weeks. Frame of reference. Those around you dictate how you feel about yourself. And not even those around you, but life around you. Your environment tells you about yourself. And so if we take that frame of reference comparison stuff and add it to this one study done on experiences, hell yeah. Pick experiences to spend your money on, not materialistic things, because you can compare a car to another car, but you can't compare an experience to an experience necessarily. It's all subjective. And actually, to run on that, think about it. You couldn't even compare an experience to an experience, because if you went and bowled, okay, you were a bowler. If someone loves bowling, that's going to be way more pleasant than someone going on a hot air balloon ride, or vice versa. Some people want that balloon ride over bowling. So it's all subjective. So yeah, I fully agree with that, even reading it a second time. That is literally all I got for that lecture. Let's move on. Thwarting hedonic adaptation. By the way, hedonic adaptation is pretty much the thesis, the premise, the main point in this entire course that we just get adapted to hedonism, pleasure. Dr. Lori Santos talks about negative visualization. To this day, I refer to negative visualization because it was so powerful when I learned about it. Negative visualization is when you pretend you're doing something for the last time. 
This doesn't mean thinking it's your last day, you're going to die. It just means if you're drinking some water, pretend like it's the last time you're ever going to drink from that cup or the last time you're ever going to drink water in that kitchen. Let's say you're moving. That's negative visualization. You can do this for the most mundane things. You can do this for very deep things. So if you're hanging out with a friend, pretend it's the last time you're ever going to hang out with that friend. You are going to be grateful. You're going to savor the experience. And that's what she says negative visualization does. It actually combines two of the greatest things for our mental health savoring and gratitude when you savor an experience and put gratitude with it now you're a happy person because remember folks when you wish something away that's not good for your well-being to wish something to be over or to wish something to start just don't wish you don't want to wish that's not good for your well-being savor the moment no matter what it is that actually made me think briefly about inside out and the yin yang theory is like you need some bad moments to make good moments and vice versa so the next time you're wishing a moment away, be like, no, no, I need this moment to be thankful for another. Or you think Nova effect, like I need this moment because it actually could be the catalyst for something that brings way more nachas later on. That's Yiddish for joy. Oh, and this is interesting. She mentioned that telling people about your negative visualization experience will enhance those feelings of gratitude and savoriness. So for, so for example, telling the friend, you know, if this was the last time we ever got to hang out, I'd be so grateful right now. That's actually going to enhance those feelings. Now, this is interesting. If you degrade the negative visualization, it will do the reverse. So if you were to say, oh, we're going to get to hang out every day this summer, or we're going to get to hang out for the rest of our lives, it's not going to make you grateful for that moment. It will do the opposite. And as she says, quote unquote, will mess you up. <laughs> On to reference points. The actual kind of definition she made for a reference point is a salient standard we compare things to. Now, that sounds like just another boring definition, but let's break down the main words there. Salient, that is something that is important or sticks out. That is spot on because next she shows a picture of an illusion. And we've all seen this. It's a circle and it's got small circles around it and another circle the same size with large circles around it. And obviously, at first glance, the circle with small circles around it looks larger than the latter. And this is the perfect example of why our point of reference or a frame of reference dictates how we see ourselves. What's interesting is this affects us subconsciously when we're not even aware of it. You don't even realize right now the frame of references in your life. Hopefully me saying this will cause you to reflect. Of course, there's another study, she loves her studies, and it sees how happy we'll be when we eat different chips. I know, sounds quirky. These were the three scenarios. People either ate the chips all by themselves, nothing else, and by themselves being without any articles of food nearby. Another group ate the chips with a chocolate dessert nearby, and another group ate the chips with sardines nearby. We all know sardines kind of stink and they suck. So funny enough, the people we're enjoying the chips more when sardines were around and less when the chocolate was around. Now, you, if you're extrapolating this based on the knowledge that I gave you to apply, you would see that the frame of reference was manipulated. That when people had a really shitty snack nearby, the chips were awesome because it's like the circle illusion. When people had the great snack nearby, it made the chips degrade. It made that flavor worse because they could imagine the chocolate. So that's a prime example. 
I don't know how I feel about this strategy, but she says this is how you improve your reference points, is to concretely re-experience. What, what concrete re-experiencing is to her is going back, re-experiencing a bad memory, and that will make your new memories or today's memories feel better. I don't know. It, to me, it's a little weird, but whatever. Now, she recommends this because people get too desensitized to their lives. And when practicing this, most people think about a job, school, or partners when, you know, re-experiencing stuff. But you can even think about salary in that regard. So you don't fall victim to lifestyle creep. So go back and re-experience salary even and how it felt to have that old salary when you were doing fine. That way you remember how things weren't that bad or that you managed so that you don't fall victim to wanting more today and that's what we call lifestyle creep with your salary and then all of a, all of a sudden you get house poor or car poor because you're just floating by balancing so it's the same thing like taking that and look at partners let's say your relationship you're getting bored right well go back and think of the old memories and re-experience those so that the bad ones seem better same with school school's getting boring go back and think about you know what school was like when you first started that year uh, job, everything, job, the same thing. And I don't know, it, it, I don't really buy into that. It's hard to explain. Like, I think if a person just did negative visualization or, or meditated on it and, and really was present with their life, that would be more beneficial than just comparing to the past them. But I don't know. I don't know. Now, there's an opposite side, and that's seeing someone else's frame of reference. She said this helps for some people. Is imagine being in a worse situation like someone else's life and then you'll feel better. Now physically going to a place that is worse than yours will make you more grateful. If you had to go live in a smaller place like smaller house or, or somewhere that wasn't clean or somewhere where you didn't get food all the time. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying. Go to a place worse than yours and you will be grateful. I'm just thinking about work too. Like sometimes it's easy to kvetch about work. But imagine if I had to go to a different workplace, that was way worse. I'd be jumping back to the one I kvetch about sometimes. Yeah, food for thought. <laughs> this one sounds like schmaltzy self-help. When you have a moment and you're comparing to others, because we know that makes you miserable to compare to other people. She says, just say stop. Literally tell yourself stop, not necessarily aloud, but tell your brain to cut it out. She says this breaks the connection and that's powerful because then it becomes a habit. She also mentions that practicing gratitude cannot be done at the same time as comparing to people. We don't have the mental bandwidth. Gratitude literally kills envy. Gratitude kills envy, people. What reference points do you allow in? I'll let you sit with that question. You can pause this and think about it. Because we do have a choice. We have a choice as to what our reference points are. Our mental state relies on our reference points for almost everything. We are tribal people. Lori Santos even says, just look at Victoria's Secret ads versus Dove Real Beauty ads. Like, it's, what would you rather take in for your reference points? It's a no-brainer. It's a rhetorical question. Now, I was making notes as I was taking this course, and I said, I would argue, how does a person even grow? I want to surround myself with more successful people who will raise my standards of hard work. And then, you know, and then I said here, however, they build my mental state up. So dot, dot, dot. And that was me clearly. And I'll say the same thing now. You can be surrounded by people better than you. And it's not going to make you feel down if they are helping build you up. And there's optimism, positivity, positive reinforcement that then it's a successful group of people because those people, even though they're better than you, they're not making you feel degraded. 
or inferior or insignificant. The splitting technique. I love this. This is so clever. Because we are victims of hedonic adaptation, if something gives you pleasure, split it up. If you really like chocolate, eat one piece a day or half the chocolate bar and save the other half for later. Spread out your, your pleasure. Spread it out. We can do this with time too. If we like to spend our time doing things we like, break up and split that, that pleasure up time-wise too. Lori Santos said she gets her nails done once a month or even once a year, but not weekly. Otherwise, it would ruin the, the hedonism. Now, on the contrary, all the bad stuff that really doesn't bring any pleasure, but you still have to do, pack all that as tightly together as possible. For some people, they hate exercise. I don't understand that, but it's best they just crush their workout quick. Get it all done in 30 minutes or maybe even 10 minutes. Whereas for me, I have no issue spreading it out nice and slow. Actually, sometimes because I, I do work in a gym, sometimes I'll do a little bit in the morning, a little bit in the evening, or I'll do some after I work. It's like lunchtime, I'll do a few lifts, and then I do the rest at night or in the morning. Like, I just spread it out, you know? But anyways, that was the main takeaway from week four. And you know what? I think I'm going to make this its own separate podcast, so like episode. So thanks so much for listening, people. And... I might throw in here, you'll either hear the, the outro or you'll get a nice surprise and hear my family because I'm going to go hang out with my sister and mother soon and maybe maybe I can squeeze some, some perspective out of them and get them to answer a few questions, give their insight. We'll see. Anyways, thanks so much. So there you have it. That's it for week four. Thanks so much for tuning in to Self Improved, hearing me geek out and talk. I hope you enjoyed. Rate five stars if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts and tune in next Friday for another whole bunch of chokhmah just for you. All right. I wish you the best, people. Take care. Have a good one. Shalom Aleichem.